Hi, my name's Alyssa. And my name's Melissa. Welcome back to the Deliverability Defined Podcast. Each week, we'll be diving deep into a topic and giving you practical advice to improve your email deliverability. In other words, we'll help you reach the inbox of your subscribers and stay out of their spam folders, leading to more success in your email marketing. Deliverability can be complex, but we're here to define it. Hello, Melissa. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I kind of feel like I'm in um, Groundhog Day right now a little bit. How How are you doing? Oh, similar. We were just chatting before we started recording, and I think we're both feeling the same way, but today has been just kind of nuts. Um, and I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Let's see. <laughs> okay. I think it's going to go away, but nothing, you know, nothing bad. Just a lot of things going on today. And we are, <laughs> it's like on the tip of my nose, it's like a sneeze, but it's not coming out. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I hate that. But tomorrow, so ConvertKit for you listening have has been doing this new thing that we love called a mandatory fun day where right now it's once a month on a Friday, we have the day off, the whole company, and we're not allowed to work. You know, I'm sure Melissa and I, you know, pop in every now and then, but you're not supposed to work. <laughs> I was already thinking like, is there anything I can oh gosh, like sneakily do tomorrow? <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I know it's terrible. And you're also not supposed to do like errands and things like that. You're supposed to actually go do something fun to you. Well, you know, that looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Some people will like read all day mm-hmm. and some people will go to Disney World. So some people will get their hair done. Yeah, which is you tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm yeah. getting my nails done and acupuncture. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Everyone's is different. It does feel like a little bit of a rat race at the, the end of the week before. Like, I feel like not every Thursday is super, super busy, no. but this one in particular is. So just I think it's also right in front of the well, as we're recording this, it's still pre-holidays. Yeah, so. we're trying not to keep bringing up all the things Christmas for, but it's really hard for me not to. I keep wanting to say like, oh yeah, all the Christmas stuff. And then th- it will be what, like mid-January or end of January. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, it's past Christmas. So we're not trying to, yeah, take you back in time, but that's where we're at right now. Um, today's episode is going to be a little different than usual. I think, Melissa, this was your idea and I think it'll be so fun. So um, I'm excited, but we're essentially just digging through our own inboxes and we're going to find examples of some good emails, um, good like different types of emails, like opt-in confirmation emails and welcome emails, um, and then uh, just highlighting other things we see in our inboxes that maybe will help you um, get some good nuggets of information and tips that you can take with you and apply to what you're doing. Yeah, it's kind of fun just to like be actively looking at your inbox because we talk about email every week, obviously on Wednesday, every every week and uh, when we record, but we don't always like apply that to our personal inboxes and everyday life. And so I thought it would be fun to just talk about it and see what we come up with. Yes. Love it. Okay. And it was fun, like you said, to kind of dig in our own inbox yeah. and be like, what's going on in here? Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised um, personally, which we can get into, but yeah. Um, The first category we have is a great opt-in confirmation email. So I searched my inbox for opt-in confirmations. And the first one I saw was a great example. And it was a ConvertKit customer. Yay. Hmm. And also kind of a friend of mine, Ben Rector, who is amazing. Uh, My husband works with him. And so he's not only great at email, but great person. So let's talk about why his email was so great. 
So again, this is an opt-in confirmation email. I received this email after signing up for his email list on his website. Um, the subject line says, important, confirm your subscription to the Ben Rector email list. Love that because it's very clear. It says important, which it is, if I want to stay on his list. And it tells me exactly what needs to be done. He didn't get fancy here and say something like, welcome to the Ben Rector email list. I can see why somebody might think that's a great idea, but that wouldn't tell me like, ooh, I must open this right now. Mm -hmm. um, another thing I like, so once we get into the actual email, it says, thank you for joining the official Ben Rector email list. Click the link below and confirm your subscription to get all of the latest updates and announcements. There's a single button that says confirm your subscription. Uh, it's a very obvious button. It's kind of the main thing of the email. And that's it. Obviously, yeah. other than an unsubscribe link and his address and all of that, very clear. There's only one call to action. I know exactly what I need to do. And I took that action. So that's exactly what we want to see from an opt-in confirmation email. That pretty much sums it up. I don't even like I didn't even have an example. I was having a really hard time finding a confirmation email in my inbox. And I think part of the reason why is because <laughs> so many of the lists that I'm on are because I purchased some, something. And so yeah. it was like that was my I probably clicked like, yes, I'd like to receive emails um, there. So the confirmation email wasn't coming from like me signing up to a form or something. Um, but your example is like what I would want to see if I was signing up to a bunch of newsletters. I would want to know exactly what I'm supposed to do, you know, recognize who the person is that's sending the email. That's something that drives me crazy is when I see people send like Sarah from wherever, you know, and I'm like, who's Sarah? I don't know a Sarah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I like it finally eventually clicks. But sometimes I'm too far gone now from the email to even go back and worry about it. But it's like just having something simple is kind of I almost think people are scared to simplify for confirmation emails sometimes because they want to make sure people want to opt in. But really, you just need to make it easy. Yeah, exactly. He has the perfect amount of personalization here um, by, you know, the subject line. He did add subscription to the Ben Rector email list. So I know mm -hmm. right off the bat, and it says it's from Ben Rector. So I know who this is. Um, and then the only thing they personalized really in the actual message is the colors. He did make the colors look more like his brand mm -hmm. instead of the standard, just like convert kit automatic colors. Right. And it, you know, it says, thank you for joining the Ben Rector email list, but everything else is nice and simple. There wasn't a bunch of fancy stuff. He didn't say, Click here to listen to my latest single. Click here to follow me on Spotify. And also mm -hmm. click here to confirm your subscription, which again, we've said before, we understand why someone might think that's a good idea. It's kind of counterintuitive sometimes, right. but really this email should be super short and sweet. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, do you want to tell us your example of a great welcome email? Sure. Um, I've talked about this before in a previous episode, but I just can't get over how well done it is. Um, the newsletter is Empress of Dirt, and basically it's a all things gardening newsletter. And I was super impressed when I signed up because when you sign up, it says, hello, Melissa, here's the latest Empress of Dirt newsletter. A new edition is sent every two weeks on Friday. So right off the bat, you know exactly what you're going to get, um, how often and when to expect the newsletter. So it's setting the expectation upfront. Um, it says new here, question mark, to be sure you never miss a newsletter, please add. And actually her name is Melissa too. So that was like kind of a fun thing. Uh, Melissa at Empress of Dirt, 
blah, blah, blah. Okay, so then if you wish to change your subscription or share this email with a friend. So it literally is like going through and listing all of the things that we think are like good deliverability, like good positive signals that, you know, eventually can help your deliverability. They're doing that. They're listing everything out in this email, which I loved. Oh, they also say some links are referrals. So they say that. And then it says, want the entire newsletter? Click here, which is really cool. So then they'll, then they also send you some of the previous newsletters that I haven't seen because I just signed up. And so you can go and click on the ones you want to look at. And then at the very bottom, there is a garden podcast. And then it has a really nice email signature and pretty much anything you'd ever want to know about what you just signed up for. So anyways, I thought it was a great welcome email. I really like this um, Empress of Dirt's like email marketing strategy. I think it's amazing. So love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. I love that it gives you so many more resources. It kind of catches you up because it's Mm -hmm. like, here's my list. Here's, you know, some things you've missed potentially and some really great resources for you to check out. That's always good. They do it also. I will say like I've seen people send like a welcome email that's super long. And even though this is like a relatively lengthy looking email, like you have to you could have a lot to scroll through each section where it has like it has like my favorite dollar store hack and it has like five smart uses for this dollar store wastebasket. And you have to click on the link to see the full newsletter. But the teaser that they give you is so small that I can read it all in like a couple seconds. And that is something I personally love because I don't have to do a ton of like digging through the words to figure out what they're trying to get me to do, which Mm -hmm. I think that's super helpful. Yeah. That's such a good example. Yeah. Love Love her and her strategy. I know. Me too. Cool. Well, the welcome email I found is from something I just signed up to recently. So I saw a recommendation for figuring out what in the world to eat when you're pregnant. And it's, and I originally found her on Instagram. I can't remember her exact Instagram name, but she has a product. I clicked on her link in bio, went to her website, all this stuff. And she had an email sign up. Um, and her website is called the Prenatal Nutrition Library. So I got a welcome email once I signed up for that. And I thought it was really good. The subject line is welcome to the Prenatal Nutrition Library. And I honestly didn't really know what I was signing up for. So this email is really great. She talks about how her and her team have worked countless hours to provide this resource. And she does a really good job in this situation. She's like, first things first, this is a big deal. You know, you're growing a human. Yay. So she kind of makes you, for the people reading this that are likely pregnant, she kind of like gives you a feeling like, oh, she knows what I'm going through kind of thing. She's like, I see you. I see what Mm -hmm. you're going through and I know how to help you. So Mm -hmm. that's always a great thing for any creator to be like, you're joining my list and I know what you want. <laughs> like I know how to help you. Um, so then she says, my goal for you is to, and then she has a bunch of goals for you, mm-hmm. which again, just helps me know that she knows what I want. For mm-hmm. example, it says gain confidence in your daily food choices. Like, yeah, I would love that. So it's like, she told me what challenges I have and how she's going to fix them. Mm-hmm. And so she says, so what exactly is this? And what can you expect from this resource? Again, great. I really didn't know what to expect. Um, So she tells you exactly what to expect. She tells you exactly what topics you're able to access with a free membership. And then she does a little pitch. She's like, here's what you get with the free version. If you're ready to dive deeper into pregnancy nutrition, click here. And it's kind of an upsell, mm-hmm. but it was done really nicely and didn't feel weird for that welcome email to have an upsell. 
um, because she had done so much groundwork in right. explaining who she was, how she understands the struggles, and told you what you are going to give her free. So right. loved it. She has her social media links. Yeah, I think that was overall a really good welcome email that got me up to speed and helped me know what to expect. I think that's the common thread then for the welcome email is just like what to expect, what to look out for. I think it is interesting that there was an upsell, but like you said, she laid all the groundwork first uh, in order to not make it feel pushy. Like it's yeah, just an, it's like an it option. for me. Right. right. It was like to serve you. That's how it felt, which right. is a great way to be a salesperson. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can make the sale feel like it's serving the person, like mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Want to go into your newsletter you found? Yes, I will. So actually, my newsletter um, is a friend of mine who I've known for quite a while, and we've always loved talking about the creator space. Um, We both worked at a publishing company together for a little bit. And so ever since then, we've loved talking about books and authors and the struggle to start an email list. And so she's her name is Amy Hoppick, and she's actually she's done it. And she's um, she has a book that I'm totally blanking on the title of right now that's older, but then she started this newsletter. So it's called Smaller and Deeper, and it's a weekly newsletter which will arrive in your inbox on Sunday evenings. Uh, is my invitation to us to start each week with the grace and invitation of Smaller and Deeper, a question to ponder, quotes, poems, stories, songs that caught my eye that you can use. She's training to become a spiritual director, and her weeks are spent reading and thinking about deep holy listening and practices that accompany that. And the last point is community. There's a robust comment feature where you can share smaller and deeper ideas and encourage others. It's a very uplifting, positive message. It's just so interesting. I've never seen anything like it, but I just, I love her newsletter because she, I feel like she knows her audience so well and she knows that Sunday nights will either work really well for you or Monday mornings when you're having your coffee. Mm. It's like almost like a meditation. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It's kind of how I feel about her newsletter. So I, um, if I'm home by myself on Sunday night, it's nice to go into your week having these like deep, almost like meditation thoughts um, on a certain topic or Monday morning when you're like before you're starting your week, before you start your work day on Monday. So anyways, I just really love that I know what to expect I know when it's coming. The content is always in a similar format, which is also really nice to be able to follow. Um, if there's a section you really enjoy, you can always kind of scroll to that first or it's it's just very customized to your own experience, which I think is actually like really difficult to do uh, when if you think if you overthink it. But she just does a great job. So anyways, love her um, her newsletter if you're interested. It's called Smaller and Deeper. And it's very good. That's so cool. I feel like you hit on a few things that are just so important for a good newsletter, which is consistency in the timing and like knowing what to expect. So you know exactly when to expect that newsletter Mm -hmm. every week, which is awesome. Um, Consistency in the formatting, you know, it has a nice flow that you Mm -hmm. again, know what to expect Um, and high quality every time too. Mm -hmm. So that's, I feel like those are the three main things that are super important with a newsletter is, um, well, really just being consistent all the time in your timing, the layout, and the quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell that it's something she's really passionate about and it shines through in every like line that she writes about each of these different topics. So it's it's interesting to read and 
you can just feel that that person that Amy really cares, you know? Yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah. It's just, it's a really good example of a great newsletter. Love it. Um, well, I have an example of a newsletter that I picked out. Um, it was hard to choose. I feel like there's so many good newsletters right now. Yeah. Um, but one I've been liking recently, again, another ConvertKit customer just happened to be that way. And I think I've mentioned her before, um, but it's Cody Sanchez's contrarian thinking newsletter. Maybe not for everyone, but it's for anyone who's interested in just like out of the box kind of investments or mm-hmm. um, building cash flow. It's honestly just so interesting to me. Um, this mainly became interesting after buying a rental property to put on Airbnb and VRBO. Mm-hmm. It just made me start to think about different ways to build more income streams. And that's what she is all about. And she highlights people who are making money in such non, she would say like non-sexy ways, Mm. um, like laundromats or vending machines, like all these crazy things. And they're really fun to read her different newsletters. And she is very transparent with like numbers and exactly how much money are these people making and how did they do it? Things like that. So um, her most recent newsletter Subject line is how to make 100K in December with these contrarian Christmas business ideas, Mm. which is fun. That is fun. Yeah. And she also just has a really similar or consistent um, layout in all of her emails. They are very, very text heavy and long. But again, I think that that's really interesting and it works well for Mm her. Um, She starts the email with um, letting you know about uh, an upcoming webinar about inflation, which is interesting. Um, She has an audio version of every newsletter that she links at the beginning of the newsletter, which is really cool. Um, I'm sure that's helpful. Yeah. For people who would rather, you know, listen while driving to work or doing the dishes or whatever. That's great. And then I love um, one of the headers says today in less than 10 minutes, we're diving into, and then she has the three things that she's going to talk about. And so I like that it tells you what to expect. It's like, this will take you less than 10 minutes and here's what you're going to learn, which is really cool. It is cool. Yeah. Um, Let's see what else I can pull from this. Again, so much text. So Mm -hmm. you all do not want me to read it. One fun one uh, here, the second thing she covers is talking about a guy who made six figures during the holiday season uh, with Christmas lights. So if you're interested in that kind of thing. It does sound very interesting. (laughs) It's catching my interest. The the subject lines are really good. Yeah. Uh, It says his normal business is power washing and he grosses 60K a month. Wow. But then during the colder weather, he decided, you know, he should switch things up. And it looks like they do outdoor Christmas lights for people. Um, And this season, they're projected to rake in around $275,000. So it's all about getting creative and making that money. So uh, yeah, highly recommend. But let's talk, you know, email strategy wise. She just has really consistent quality I know exactly what to expect, and I'm always excited to read it. Another thing I really like is she's doing something we mentioned in another episode, which is the referral program. I actually have referred one person so far. So it tells me that. Yeah. And it tells me exactly what will happen if I continue to refer people. There's all kinds of things you can win. It's really nice. And you can see your number of entries into a giveaway. And another thing we've talked about, she has a reaction section at the bottom. That's also one of my favorite parts. And I usually do click on it. It says, did you enjoy this week's email? Three options. One's the heart eye emoji. One is the like expressionless flat 
you know, expression emoji. And one's the angry emoji. So <laughs> she's brave. Some people might react with that. Um, but I always react with the hard eyes because I do enjoy the newsletter. I'm going to click it right now, actually. That is brave. I'd be scared to have. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But that's a great way for her to see engagement, um, especially with the way open rates have been. Right. This day and age. So. It sounds like I'm just kind of like I was looking through as you were talking through the newsletter example that I had and just kind of like seeing the differences between what you're saying, and what I'm seeing. And, and mm-hmm. they both sound like they're relatively text heavy. But mine, when I said that it's like a meditation for me to read, I'm looking through it and it it looks like a meditation newsletter, like her colors, um, the few pictures that she does include, her headers, like the way the font that she chose. Like, so even though both sound text heavy, they both obviously know their audiences well enough to know that that works for them. And yeah. the, few, the few things that they do uh, within those text heavy emails is enough to keep people interested in reading through, which I think is super interesting and just a good example because people, I feel like that's a really common question where they say, if I do X or Y, which one works better? And it truly is up to what works for the people you're serving. Yeah, that's so good. So true. Um, Okay, let's see what do we have next. A list cleaning email. Let me tell you, this one was harder than I feel like it should have been for yeah. me to find. Like I was having the hardest time finding something. Um, and I, then I was like, oh my gosh, think about how I've technically been like a cold subscriber for so many lists and they yep. have never sent, or at least that I could find list cleaning email. I just I had the this. same experience. It was crazy. I and I even went through, like I have an email address. It's actually my college address, but like mm-hmm. it still works, which is so crazy. I've been out of college for a long time, but, um, you know, and I think I have another really old Gmail address that I used to sign up for so many, you know, like at the store when they ask mm-hmm. you what your email address is and I never use that email. So mm-hmm. those have been sitting there unopened and no one, like I only found one example of an opt-in confirmation message. That's kind of scary. It is. So a lot of people are not cleaning their lists at all. Um, so that is really interesting. But I did find one, and I'm so surprised um, at who it is, but love them. Oh. It was actually my wedding venue. Which oh. I'm like, Go wedding venue. I didn't yeah. know you were so email savvy. It's awesome. It's a great email. They are really good at their marketing. Uh, they're called CJ's Off the Square in Franklin, Tennessee. And the subject line is, hey, Alyssa, are we breaking up with a broken heart emoji? Cute. <laughs> Just cute. And then it has, you know, a pretty picture. It says, hey, their friend. Uh, we're all excited about what 2021 has in store for us here at CJ's Off the Square. Obviously, this was last year uh, and wanted to check in with you. I know that I hate a cluttered inbox, so I certainly don't want to clutter up yours. Hmm. Are you still interested in receiving wedding inspiration and advice from CJ's Off the Square? This is brilliant because we've said this before. Some industries have a shorter life cycle. Yeah. Weddings is one of them. Mm-hmm. So if someone signed up for an, a wedding venue's email list, should they be receiving emails forever from that wedding venue? Absolutely not. Because most people only care about that for like maybe a year or two. Right. And then they're done. So hopefully there are no more weddings in their future if all goes well. Yeah. So you shouldn't be <laughs> keeping them on your list. And I love that CJ's has that in mind. So I would say that's a really good practice for everyone to do. Mm-hmm. Um, think about, is it possible for people to stay on my list forever and ever and still receive value or is this something that's really only valuable for a certain time frame? I also give them a lot of props for doing that and sending that kind of email because yeah. 
I also think, and this is just a personal opinion, that oftentimes smaller businesses like that have a really hard time letting go because they feel connected to numbers with subscribers as, you know, it's just, they should be proud. You know, they've gained customers and subscribers and they should be proud of that. But at the same time, like you said, there are very, there are a lot of industries that are very cyclical and time, timeline and getting married and having a wedding is one of those. And I do think that that's like a common, I don't want to say like issue, but like pain point, I guess, for like smaller businesses is not wanting to let go. But I think you have to look at what makes sense for people's lives, you know, um, expecting that, like you said, it, that if they're going to get value out of that or not, it's hard to say. Like maybe you have a little sister who will get married someday. And so having mm-hmm. having that information, but you have to think about those kinds of things as a sender. Like, do I have information for someone who's already been married and had their wedding, but their like younger sibling might be getting married? Do I have that kind of information or am I able to target that person for that kind of thing? And if you can't, then it's probably best to to let them go. Yeah. And in this scenario, like they gave me that option. So they have right. two um, buttons here. Yes. Keep sending me emails or no, thanks. Please remove me from your list. So if I did, you know, decide well, I love them, I want to keep sending yeah. emails or I do have a little sister, maybe, you know, I want these emails. Um, I could click that. And then it says, I really like this. If emails are not your jam, there are other ways to stay in touch. And they link to their Facebook, Pinterest, mm. and Instagram. I love so, that. Yeah, this tells me that they care a lot about their subscribers. They take them seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to just send them junk and clog up their inbox, like they said. Right. So this really, um, even though I don't think I stayed on their list, it's been so long now, mm-hmm. it does just leave such a nice taste in my mouth with them. Already loved them, but it's just like a cherry on top that they cared so much to take that step and help me clean up my inbox a bit. Yeah. And another thing too, that could be an option is like subscriber preferences, you know, like if you did want to offer the option, like maybe you've already had your wedding and here's some other things you might be interested in that are related to the same thing. So um, sometimes it's kind of a bummer. Not, I'm not saying that they did anything wrong there, but sometimes it is a bummer with certain like Gmail, you know, has said, oh, you haven't opened an email from this person in a while. Do you want to opt out? Like they, they automatically ask me that, Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't want to, but they also don't really give me any preferences either to encourage me to be more engaged. And so sometimes I wish that people mm-hmm. thought about those things because I, I don't want to opt out because there are times where they'll send something I do want to read, but it's just not as often as they probably would like. Yeah, that's so interesting. I love that. So like an in-between, you know, yeah, between yeah. opt out, stay on the list, just something else where you can give some feedback and decide what you want. Right. And not just, I don't want to receive email. I always think it's interesting when people have the, how often do you want to receive emails? Because I don't know it, how often are they relevant to me? Like, Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's just how I feel. But you got to do what works for you. Yeah. I guess. So like you'd rather pick what kind of emails you receive. Sounds like. Yeah. And I've, I have seen some really good, some really good examples that ConvertKit customers have used where they've said, I always use the dog and cat example. It probably gets really old, but um, <laughs> yeah, like if you're a dog person, do you have a, whatever, a full grown dog, a medium, small, large dog, you know, just like I've seen people do that. And I think it's really cool because it definitely makes the experience a little bit more personal. For sure. Speaking of personal, why don't you tell us which email you found with great personalization? So I can't say this is super consistent, but I just happened to find this because I've been on the hunt for the perfect black legging. 
Hmm. And so I saw that I love the brand Athleta. So they're, mm-hmm. you know, like similar to Lululemon. They're part of like Gap and Banana Republic, I think. And so I just saw an email from them that says, how about some new black tights? And it's probably because I've been looking online. So they definitely, they have all my information. <laughs> um, they do a good job of sending dynamic emails. So when I scroll through it, the model has a pair of tights on and they they're flashing to show so it's two like a different gift. yeah kind of mm-hmm. um to show like two different colors of the tights they're both black tights but they're just a different version of the two ooh cool then when i scroll through it has the model the tight the cut that has the name but just like the layout is really good i feel like i'm shopping through a catalog and not something that's like overwhelming or like too many like I hate when um especially like large companies for shopping purposes will send an email that says something like that and then they add a bunch of extra stuff at the bottom of the email that has nothing to do with the subject line that drives Mm -hmm. me crazy so I really like the fact that like this entire email is all about black tights and then at the very bottom they do have a thing that says like the winter edit and it's the last part of the email but you can tell it's totally separate from the promotional part they were trying to get me to look at. Ooh, that's so interesting. That's yeah. very targeted, and I'm sure it worked well for you. You clearly opened it. And- I've had three <laughs> pairs of leggings in my cart for like two weeks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, it's working. That's amazing. Cool. That's a good one. The one I found is from Airbnb. If you've used Airbnb at all, you probably get these emails, too. They're very good at them. So on my Airbnb app was looking at some like beach spots in Florida. Mm. I was not looking at it actually to go on vacation. I was looking at it from a, I was like looking at the Mm. condos for sale down there. And I was trying to figure out how much they go for on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. It was like more of a business thing, but still Airbnb is very smart. And they sent me an email later because I obviously didn't book anything. And it says, is Florida on your mind? Question mark. And then the email says, Florida is calling, taking a trip soon. Here's some homes to get you back into your search. And it has my search dates I picked, it reminds me, you have $100 to spend because I actually have a credit, an Airbnb credit from them. Um, so that actually was a nice reminder. I think I forgot about that. And I was oh. like, oh, kind of makes me want to book something. Yeah. And then they did list some different house options. Um, they look really nice. It has the star ratings and the prices and all that. So it does kind of make you want to just jump in and start booking things. Uh, They also have fun things to do in Florida. You know, Mm -hmm. they have those experiences. Yeah. Um, And then a link to their help center, which is nice if you need help. Yeah. So um, I just think that's a great example. It was very targeted. Um, Obviously, not everyone has that level of data. But since they knew I was searching for Mm -hmm. Florida vacation spot, they knew the dates, um, but I didn't book it. They followed up. Definitely a a good targeted personalized email. I might be like one of the minorities on this, but when I'm like trying to plan something with friends, like a a trip or I'm booking something, I do procrastinate quite a bit because I have like a commitment issue. Like I will book something with a certain, you know, at an Airbnb and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I found something better or, and I'm always looking for like good cancellation policies and that kind of thing because Mm -hmm. I just have a hard time. But especially because I like, I'm always looking pretty far in advance because it just gets you excited for your trip. But it's nice to have those kinds of reminders, especially when they do keep your dates that you've searched. 
because I'm just not super organized. And so I like those kinds of emails. I think they're super helpful. It also makes me want to book my trip. So yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Like, again, I wasn't really searching for a real trip, but now right. that I'm seeing this email, I'm like, ooh, like, ooh. Will. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a five-star house right on the beach. I didn't even know. So you could do both. You could go and stay at the Airbnb and then go look at condos to buy. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, sounds good. I'll go with you if you need help. Okay, sounds <laughs> fun. We'll record a podcast episode mm-hmm. or something. It's a business trip. Yeah. Fun. Well, we tried to look for some no-nos along the way. We weren't going to call anyone out because, you know, there are real people behind sending these emails and we don't want to do that yeah. whole game. But um, I know we kind of talked about a no-no of we didn't find hardly any opt-in kind of confirmation emails, re-engagement emails. We were both surprised by that. Mm-hmm. And then really the only other no-no I continued to see was just like scrolling my inbox and thinking, I have no idea who that is. And I did not sign up for that. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the biggest no-no, I would say. I have a lot of those also. And then there are a couple major retailers that send like, they will literally send 20 emojis in one subject line. And it, I don't know if that bothers other people or if it's just me, but it drives me crazy. Mostly because I feel like in my mind, it just makes them look immature and like it discredits them. Um, So I won't like name names, but I could compare two of these major retailers like, and I would say based on the subject line, even though they may have similar items, one of them looks classier and like more like they're not desperate. Yeah, it is kind of, it looks desperate. Yeah, they look, the other one looks desperate. So that just kind of just doesn't make me like excited to open their emails. It makes me annoyed to see their emails in my inbox sometimes. And I still shop at that place. But as far as like email marketing goes, especially if I'm like trying to be nitpicky about something like that drives me crazy. Yeah, no, I agree. doesn't look high end. I think that's what I was trying to go for. It just, I'm not sure it's necessary. Yeah. And that's one of those things we've talked about a lot, how it's kind of your subscribers preferences. Um, I think most people ask like, is it okay to use an emoji in the subject line? And like using yeah. one emoji and using it in a clever way, I mm-hmm. think it no one minds. Like that um, opt-in confirmation email I talked about, uh, the re-engagement email that said, are we breaking up with a broken oh, yeah. heart? Like that mm-hmm. was perfect. That right. was so cute. Um, but I think what you're talking about is the like like five emojis back to back. And you can tell they're just trying so hard like to get Black attention. Friday and they'll use every black emoji like they'll have like the black x the black heart the and it'll be like for black friday and i'm like okay well we all know like i don't need you to send 20 emojis explaining black friday but yeah it looks kind of spammy honestly yeah it does it looks like spam so i have a hard time with that and yeah i think yeah we agree the other one would probably be the other no-nos would be uh i don't know who you are (laughs) i saw like three of those today Oh my gosh. i was scrolling again one of my old gmail addresses that i really don't use and there was such a weird one uh, it was a pickle delivery company. And I'm like, I've n- absolutely never ordered oh pickles. Gosh. I really don't eat very many pickles at all. <laughs> like, I'm not a person who just eats pickles out of the jar. And I was like, why? And they were sending me so many emails. Like, That's hilarious, actually. So many. Yeah. I, I'm like, where did they get my That's address? a funny example. It was very strange. Very. So, I've been getting like ADT and like house monitoring things lately. And I definitely didn't sign up for those. I don't know how that happened. So I hate that. I know. Well, I hope this was interesting. Uh, Maybe you can dig through your own inbox and see what you like, what you don't like. But I hope that you got some tips from this email, saw what to do, maybe a couple what not to do's, but mostly what to do. 
it's kind of fun to look at it through a different lens and not just a like work or uh, like a necessity. It's fun yeah. to, to be a little bit of like a detective. Yeah. And I think to put yourself in the subscriber's shoes because you are the subscriber in this case mm-hmm. and think about what do you enjoy? Yeah. Um, what makes you want to open an email? What makes you want to stay subscribed? And be sure that you're doing that for your subscribers. It's so weird. I think sometimes we have a mindset shift when we become the sender. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we just want our needs to be met. And we're like, we got to make this number of sales or we got to get this open rate. So it's helpful to change your mindset to the actual subscriber and think about what's going to serve them. And then that's going to actually end up serving you the most. Definitely. Cool. Cool. (laughs) Hope you all have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Deliverability Defined. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And if you have time, please leave us a review. You can find a resource guide for today's show at convertkit.com slash deliverability, where we outline all of the information you need to know from today's episode. If you have a question or topic you want us to cover, let us know within the ConvertKit community or at convertkit.com slash deliverability. We'll see you next week.